to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Let's talk data. Hold up. Don't hit delete. Don't hit stop. I know what you're thinking. You don't want to talk data. This is not an IT podcast. I've just bored a half of you to death by simply saying the word. But think about this. How many data points are potentially in your business that you're completely missing out on? That if you were to look at properly, could make you more profitable, make you more streamlined, make you more efficient. You know, think about the social media platforms that you are on, the content that you're putting out there, the lead generation tactics that you have, the the search engines that you're advertising with, the CRM that houses all of your information. All of these things have potential data points that could help you understand how to become more profitable in your business or how to make your business just better in general. What if you were to find out that you're wasting money in one search engine, but you could be putting more money into a certain social media site? What if you were to find out that you're wasting a ton of time with this type of lead generation, but this other is actually very profitable for you? How could that change your business for the better with one simple shift? and how you do things, but we can't do it if we don't look at the data. Our guests today are experts in this, and they've created a platform to help you uh, get all of that data, put it all together so that you can see it in a dashboard and understand where is the best use of our time, our energy, and our resources. So don't check out, as we're going to talk about data today, and I know many of you are, are just completely bored with the concept, but it can be so valuable to how you run your business please be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. And if you have a a certain subject or topic that you'd like to learn more about, we'd love to get that information in front of you. And as always, you can reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. Well, thank you for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help you build your business, build stronger teams, build stronger companies. Uh, This week, I'm really excited to bring our friends AJ and Megan uh, as they are able to, uh, uh, as co-founders of a company, one of the things that they really do is help you uh, bring data and metrics into your business that will help you scale and grow more effectively and more efficiently. And uh, as we're all looking at the... the, um, just the huge world of technology in front of us. Sometimes it's hard to understand what are the things that are actually beneficial? What do we need to be using? What do we need to be doing? Um, and, and how can this actually help our business? And uh, they have found a great way to sort of marry those two ideas together. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your knowledge and expertise. And um, as we kick things off here, um, why don't you share with us kind of the history and background for the two of you and what led you to where you are now? Yeah, well, thanks for having us, Kyle. We're super excited to be on, <laughs> share some share some knowledge. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we're co-founders, and uh, we actually started. I'll go back a few years. We were a digital marketing agency. You know, we understand the agency life. Uh, we were building funnels for people. We were helping e-commerce companies, but basically, basically, like you know, help uh, take a product and take it to market, and then help the company make money and follow through uh, on that end. Now. Yeah. As you can imagine, there's a lot of data in that whole process. So we were what we would call a data-driven agency. We were looking at numbers and really not going on gut, but on on fact and number. So um, once we started working together in that agency, we started to realize that we had a lot of uh, 
a lot of waste. A lot, a lot of a lot of waste in our own agency. Yeah. Uh, and we've decided, well, how can we help serve our clients better? But also, maybe there's an opportunity here to solve a problem that nobody else has solved yet. Because mm-hmm. honestly, in our business, it was interesting. One of our you know, AJ was the the main marketer. He was the one that was kind of the the crux of the business. But uh, we had his right hand man was our one of our smartest team members, and he was re- reduced down to report generation at one point. But he was a where, great marketer. He was a great marketer, but he wasn't doing his job because he couldn't. He was literally having to log in to these twenty different technologies that kind of speak to each other, but didn't pass things through all the way. And right. so he'd log into each of these, pull out like one number from this one, one number from that one. And he yeah. put together these spreadsheets that really told the whole story of what was happening. Yeah. And that was how we reported out to our clients, you know, how we were performing, how their efforts were performing. Right. And at one point we were just like, man, we miss him actually doing his work. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. we're like, man, it's, it's 21st century. There has to be a way to automate this or some sort of robot that can do this, right? Mm-hmm. So we really started to look at how we could solve our internal problem of wasted time, wasted efforts, and really wasted money on, you know, paying him a very good salary to do menial work. Yeah. But we but we did uncover like the, the metrics we were doing manually were important. And that was mm-hmm. mind blowing to our customers. So they're like, oh, I want more of this. You know more about our business than I do. Yeah. And, and so we're like, we saw the need, we saw the power in it, then let, let's automate it. Let's get really smart. And through our research and our own money, our profits from the, the agency invested in this next thing we want to do uh, yeah. became a new business that yeah. we were able to, uh, to create and which was doubling down on data and not just on data, but like how do we communicate data to our customers mm-hmm. uh, and give them the need of moving answers they needed to grow and scale faster. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that became our journey, began our journey down business intelligence and finding out, finding the right platform and then building a brand new team to, you know, because that's a completely different skill set than marketing. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, one of the things that uh, I want to clarify here for the audience as well, you know, data is a big word um, and and has a kind of a a broad definition and really marketing does as well. So um, within kind of the Praxis system, what types of data are you going out and finding? What types of data are you mining and putting together to help these businesses? Like, what are we looking at to understand how to scale and grow our business? Yeah, uh, yeah that's a great question. And I want to, because some people probably already tuned out because they're like, oh, data, I don't data, like numbers. Exactly. And, like, you oh, know, gosh, it's, yeah. it's so unsexy. And so yeah. really, I want to shift everybody's entire view of what data is, because data is not just ones and zeros. It is information. So information is synonymous with data. That's it. So think about your business and whether it is digital or in person, whatever it is, think about all of the information that you intuitively know about your business. You know, your ideal customer, you know, where you get most of your customers from, you know, what, what they typically purchase, when they purchase, how often they purchase, right? You kind of have that information in your head. Mm -hmm. Um, But nowadays, because of all of the technologies that we can use to track this, to get it out of our heads and, you know, and get it to where it's something you can look up, a lot of these systems that we end up implementing as business owners to make our lives easier, they end up storing more and more and more information about our clients that we don't necessarily have to store in our heads. Mm-hmm. But then it leads to this overwhelm of there's all of these fields, all of the all of this data collecting on the back end. And then a lot of people just don't do anything with it because, you know, it's a nice to know. Mm-hmm. So what we do 
is we tap into the back end of all of these systems. So to answer your question, I mean, think about most businesses need to have some sort of marketing to get clients. So we connect into Facebook, Google, all of your ad platforms. We connect into, you know, podcast data. We connect into any sort of outreach that you're doing to gather clients. Then there's the sales component, whether you have door-to-door salesmen, whether you have cold callers, or whether you have people that are capturing and closing or going on site. Mm-hmm. All of those are also collecting how many people did you see? How many people closed? How, what did they pay? Right? The customer right. information. All the customer all the information. Stuff. Yeah. And then looking at even, even customer demographics. How big are your customers? What size? What Annual revenue. Annual revenue. Like, employee yeah, count. So those are just the top of the funnel, but then there's also all of your delivery, right? So a lot of our clients use some sort of project management tool to oversee what they're doing, Mm -hmm. or they're using some sort of, if they're a product-based company, then they're using, you know, they need inventory, shipping, all of that, right? And then obviously finance data too. And communication, email. Yeah. Email, ESP, right? There's a lot of technologies that run a business. And so just on the back end, you know, when people, when people start to think about growing and scaling their business, they have all of this stuff all over the place. It's usually super disparate. Mm -hmm. And in order to scale, you need to focus on what works and then eliminate the things that don't work. Right. 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 And so what we do is we help extract all of that raw back end information from these systems and put it all together Mm-hmm. So that it tells a more holistic story and we can find these underlying patterns, these underlying right. principles that guide why you've been successful up to this point. And if we can articulate and pinpoint that and make it very, very clear to the business owners or this, you know, the CMOs, VPs, whatever, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they can, instead of going by gut, they can go by the data and say, well, geez this is actually working more than I thought it was. You know, I knew it was kind of working, but I didn't know it was working that well. Well, if we cut this, this, and this, we can double down and really grow. And that's Mm -hmm. really how most of our clients end up scaling. It's not by re-engineering or reinventing themselves or creating a whole new product line. It's usually by just taking what they're existing, what they're already doing and optimizing it. And I want to add to that. It's also like actually giving them the true accurate answers there to their business questions because they know they have a sense of what that business question is. And they kind of think sometimes that they have the answer or maybe they just don't trust the answer they have now. And then it's that realization of, Oh, this is for a fact. This is, this is it. And then it's either you need to change something uh, positive or negative or what it may be. So it's answers to business questions. That really is what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And, And what I like about this is to your point, you know, whenever we, um, especially when we're in kind of aggressive growth mode, every tool that we look at, whether it be um, different social media tools or we're looking at, uh, you know, simple things like Google, um, whatever tool we look at, one of the things that they really push and try to impress on us is uh, all of the data they can provide, the metrics that they're going to give us, um, the reports that we can get from that and how it's going to help us. But that is absolutely one of the big challenges in that aggressive growth mode is because it's available doesn't mean it's easy to, um, um, to get to. It, it oftentimes is cumbersome for people that aren't in the technology space. Uh, it can be very time consuming. And, um, and so we end up uh, as, as business owners either disregarding it 
um, or spending more time than we want to, or like your experience, paying someone on staff that is really overqualified to be simply pulling data. Um, but then we're, we're paying them to get this information for us so that we can figure out where we need to adjust and um, what changes we need to make. So uh, when, when you start working with clients, are you generally seeing, um, are you generally seeing that they're just not using the data out there at all, or are they doing so in a very inefficient way? Hmm. Uh, it's a scale. So okay. we call it the, like, it's, it's kind of like a spectrum of data mm-hmm. maturity. The smaller, oh, okay. the, the smaller the company or the newer they are, mm-hmm. the less they care about any of that. They just want, they just want clients and money and they're just, you know, it's yeah. like they're trying to just keep their head afloat. So, so right. that's more of like a luxury and they don't really care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next stage is they start to realize that they don't have any of the systems tracking that they need. Mm-hmm. And so what they'll do is they'll go and start implementing like, you know, SOPs, those standard operating procedures to start tracking things like, hey, we need to go turn on Google Analytics so that I can maybe find out how many customers are coming to my site. Right. And so the first real stage of data maturity is just starting to use tools to collect data. The next stage is like you said, where they're typically going in and logging into all of these disparate native platforms and Mm -hmm. looking at those reports yeah, And then they get to a point where they're like, this doesn't tell the holistic story of my business. This is a piece right. of the puzzle. The yeah. next logical stage is spreadsheet hell. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's right. And so we, you know, most clients up to that stage don't really think about, you know, you hiring an agency like Praxis because they're just doing it all internally and they don't really see the need or the value of it yet. Once they get right. to the stage where they're doing this all manually, they are now having answers to these business questions that are actually creating profit, creating growth, eliminating waste. And they're like, oh, I need more of these. And that's usually when they switch over and they're like, okay, I need to invest in the automaticity and I need to invest in the standardization as well as the visualization Mm -hmm. of these reports. So I don't have to look at numbers and numbers and numbers. I can just see an overall trend and make a gut instinct decision. Right, right. And have you had any experience uh, with clients where you've been able to see the, where they've been able to sort of experience the value of that to see based on these numbers, based on what I'm seeing and the data that's here, we were able to make these adjustments that maybe we never would have otherwise and what that's, how that's impacted their business? Mm-hmm. And we're happy to say yes to that on, yeah. on many accounts. Yeah. That's why we do this. Part of why we do this. Yeah. Uh, we really want to help them see. Uh, so, so one of those case studies is going to be uh, one that we love to tell is about the you know, lifetime value of a customer and truly oh, yeah. making sure customers understand what that is. Yeah. Um, and so we had a customer that came to us and they're very, very, very smart marketers and they are in the product digital product business, but as well as a physical like supplement company. Mm-hmm. And uh, they uh, had built up a, a funnel right? So lead gen, and then they're going to buy something and then buy something else, upsell a couple of Mm -hmm. upsells. A lot of time, energy and money goes into building great funnels. Mm -hmm. Well, they were able to get it kind of converting on retargeting, but not just directly to ads, to ad spend. And they were about ready to shut this funnel off, which means that all that money goes away, right? Right. Not only what they spent, but like all the time building that thing and, and all the ad spend. So they said, Hey, let's, the, the one thing they needed to find out was what is their true lifetime value? Cause they had an idea and they thought it was $20. Um, so they're spending, you know, $15 to, uh, acquire, to acquire a customer, yeah. but they can never get it to convert. So once we found their true LTV, yeah. uh, we realized that it had actually much higher. It was over $20. 
Hmm. So at the scale of th- that they were spending, they were able yeah. to only expend, uh, spend $5 more to acquire a customer. Yeah. And that was that little, that needle, that, that needle mover that they needed within two weeks, they went from 12 to 15 sales a day to over 350 sales a day. Wow. Now that's in a specific one metric, right? Right. One data driven, driven decision away. And they took action on it immediately. And then boom, that shot that's up an and it actually went up to the 600s per day. And then it kind of capped out around that 350 after that. Yeah. So we truly believe, and we say this all the time that we, we really think every single company is, it could be one data-driven decision away from yeah. exponential growth. So it's right. not about hundreds of metrics and all these vanities and vanity yeah. metrics and having, you know, 20 different dashboards. It's about what are we really trying to do to move the needle now? And from the data that we've pulled together, part of our, our, our job is to simplify and say, let's focus on these five right now, mm-hmm. get adaption and then take action on it. And let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that may answer kind of my next question here, which was, what do you tell the company that's doing nothing? I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not looking at any data right now. They're just, everything's based on gut and or, and, and I'll tell you the thing that I hear a lot, especially companies that are in startup mode or, or very small, you know, five, 10 employees maybe, is um, they're just, you know, well, everybody tells me I need to be using Google ads. So I've run some Google ads mm-hmm. uh, and everybody tells me I need to be using Facebook. So I'm using Facebook. You know, it's, well, I know that's what you're supposed to do. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know if any of it's really working or not. So when, when you're talking to um, a business owner that is in that situation where they say, look, I'm just doing stuff because that's what people are telling me to do. What's the first step? What do they need to do to at least start to think like strategically about how they, they use this information that's available to them? Yeah, and I think that goes into kind of a framework that we follow with all of our clients, which is called metrics mapping. So, you know, before you go and invest in a bunch of different, you know, reports or tools or, you know, go build out spreadsheets, Mm -hmm. uh, we recommend you walk through this process called metrics mapping. So you start off with these business questions like what you said, what's working and what's not working right? That's a huge one. Like that's almost all of our clients come in and they're like, what's working and not working. And it doesn't matter right. if they're $250 million a year, they're asking that same freaking problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you start there and that's very high level. Like what's the business question that you're trying to answer? And then what we do is we help reverse engineer that down to, well, what, what needs to happen? So we start with the business question, what's working, what's not working in my ads, for example. Mm-hmm. And then you go into, all right, so how could I turn this into a key performance indicator? How can I turn this into something that's measurable, right? Right, right. And so from that one question, that could yield actually like seven to 10 different metrics, right? It could yield, well, I want to know how much I'm spending on each campaign. Uh, What is the return on ad spend? What is the cost per acquisition, right? Per channel, per uh, ad. What is the, right? And, And it can lead to about 10 different KPIs. And then with each of those, we go a step deeper and we say, okay, so how would we find the data that fuels that one KPI that answers this one business question? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not just one place. You don't have to look in one place. You have to look in multiple. Right. So we, we drill into that. And then once you get to that point, you can start to create your own spreadsheet of your own KPIs that will end up answering that question, right? So it's like top-down approach and then bottom back up. So you have to first define what the big questions are and then what action you're going to take from that, right? And and we're very purpose-driven. We, The last thing that we want is to build out all of these incredible insights for somebody and then to sit there, 
right? Mm -hmm. So you have to ask, okay, if I knew this, if I had this question answered, right? What would I do? What would I do with it? Yeah. What is the action I would take? And and unless you can answer that, there's no point in going down and up and building this all out because if you don't know what action you're going to take, it's it's all worthless. Right. Um, and so that's what we kind of guide our clients through in order to to determine what their priorities are mm-hmm. because it's very 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 clear when you walk through all those business questions and right. then we ask them, well, if you knew that, how would that impact? And they're like, oh well, I guess that'd just be nice to know great. Skip it for now. Let's go to the ones that'll be like, well, man, if I knew that I'd reallocate my entire team to right. this department, or I do, yeah. I'd, I, I would sell this and buy that. Right? right. Right. And that's what we're looking for. And that's where I think a lot of people make the mistake is because we have all of these systems that are natively tracking these metrics and giving it to us on a silver platter. We look at these and then we just get paralysis by analysis mm-hmm. and we don't do anything with it. So I think the first step that we would recommend is ask those questions to yourself or to your team Mm -hmm. and then say, what would I do if I, if I knew this? And then you can go and invest in those KPIs that are really needle movers Mm -hmm. and not vanity metrics. And that's a very, that's a marketing centric side of it. Part of, part of what I was thinking was also make sure you get your finance data in line, Hmm. get your QuickBooks, get your zero, whatever you're working on. Yeah. Make sure you're working with your accountant to get your numbers right. And if you start on the financial, the executive dashboard, right? It's then looking at what's coming in, what's going out. Are you profitable? <laughs> are you not? Hmm. And then really looking at that higher level from the num- from the real f- scorecard, which is the, the, the bank account there. Right. And then start looking at maybe there's patterns or anomalies and things you can find from there and say, wow, you know, we, we, we actually have a lot more marketing to spend on. Then you can go down that to Megan talked about. Right. right. It's really looking at, I think a lot of people start with the marketing and the sales cause it's really sexy. And then when we get to their, their, uh, their finance data, they're like, Oh yeah. So by the way, we're not really reconciled. We're not this, we're not that. And it's a month or two for them to go yeah. clean up their fa- finance numbers, which holds up the, the whole show. So like, right. that's one of the things I think if people haven't done anything, get your, get your finance numbers ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when, and what do you tell somebody that, um, you know, that's listening here, and uh, and again, thinking more in terms of uh, if we're working directly with a business owner, so maybe they have a marketing person, but definitely not a a marketing um, team necessarily. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of us got into business and entrepreneurship because of our love of this type of data. Uh, you know, we love our industry, we love our clients, we love our employees, um, but nobody says, "Oh my gosh, I just love looking at numbers and data." You know, unless you're an accountant, I guess. And so, um, <laughs> or Megan, or, or yeah. Megan. Or this, yeah. yeah. Nobody can see me doing this, but I'm pointing at Megan. Yeah, so. yeah. Or, or, or Megan. Uh, but so, what do you tell the person that says, "Look, I already hate dealing with data," and now you're saying? there's a product that's going to give me all of my data. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you say to somebody that is kind of thinking in those mm-hmm. terms that, that just the whole word data just scares them off to begin with? That's a really great question. I'd love to start with that one because I, I'm a co-owner of a data company, but mm-hmm. my eyes glaze over after 12 minutes and 30 seconds looking at a spreadsheet. Yeah. So yeah. those of you out there, I hear you 100%. And so I'm a person who was much better at English class than I was at math class, but, yeah. but there's hope for you still. Um, it's all about learning how to look at, it's Pareto's principle, the, the numbers of the metrics that you need in your business to move the needle and look at it in a graphical way that's digestible to you. This does not mean that you have to have spreadsheets upon spreadsheets upon spreadsheets and all yeah. that. It's about simplification. 
for yourself. She can spend all day in a spreadsheet and be super happy. And that's great. That's why we work so well together. Mm -hmm. uh, so to answer that question, it's really about getting clear mm -hmm. on what the goals are and what those business questions. And when, when I mean clear, I mean writing this stuff down. Yes, writing your goals down is very helpful. We've all read that, but doing that, but then literally writing down these business questions that support that goal. How are we going to get there? Getting clear about these things. And then, and that's when you can start identifying, well, if I was able to have this number um, that I look at, and maybe there's three or four numbers that you just need to look at every single day. And we call those North Star metrics, right? Those, what's the one thing that can, what's the one metric that I can look at every single day that makes everything else easier or necessary. Yeah. And so it's really whittling it down. And this takes time. This does not just happen overnight. You might land on it that way, but this really takes going through all these business questions by yourself um, and, and, with your team. and with your team. And then also like, that's, this is why we do this is we want to get the information out there to help customers understand that we've done this hundreds of times. We actually know some of the top metrics that you should focus on first and yeah. forget about the rest right now, because it's not about all the rest of those. It's these first ones. And if you get these right, that opens you up to a whole new growth and scale cycle. And then there's right. always going to be more business questions. So it's the, this iterative approach and keeping it very simple at each stage. That's, that's my first answer. Yeah. Well, and, and on my side, I think that going back to, you know, kind of our first point is data does not have to be ones and zeros. It's answers to right. your questions and what business owner wants to be uninformed. Yeah. That, I mean, that is the definition of failure. Like if you are uninformed and your competitor is more informed than you, then yeah. you will be out of business. And so it's not necessarily about numbers and graphs. It's about the answers. If you know what kind of clients you need to be working with and where they are and how best to get them and then how best to service them, you are going to have a competitive advantage, black and white, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get that, in, that competitive advantage is to get more information than your competitors. Mm -hmm. And so if you already have that information internally and you're not taking the time to learn it, then that's a choice. Mm -hmm. But there are people out there that are taking not only information from their own businesses, but also public data, public information, looking at, you know, we, we've got a service-based company that they do, they've got, they've got customers all over the nation. And what they found is, you know, at certain, because of the service that they provide at certain temperatures, mm -hmm. they need 20% more staff. And at other temperatures, they need 20% less. And so they're able to staff accordingly, which saves them hundreds of thousands of dollars. And mm -hmm. same thing on ad spend, right? If you're a coffee company, should you be spending money in the heat of the summer on advertisements if, if it's not converting as well, right? Or just save that money and double down in the winter. So it's just about information and really being able to get the answers. So if you don't like to look at the dashboards, that's fine. Get somebody else who can have that that insight and then just give the, they distill it down to what you need in the rawest form so that you are well informed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, and I know you work with some clients that are sort of in these professional service industries, um, training, coaching, financial services, things like that. And that, that tends to be a lot of the, the folks that are going to be listening to us today. Um, and, uh, and so specifically for that audience, what type of metrics um, 
you know, do they need to be looking at how is this type of platform beneficial for them? Because I think, um, you know, a lot of us could sit back and I know, especially coming from the professional service side, it's oftentimes easy to think, well, yeah, I could see how a retail shop or a restaurant or um, a boutique would really benefit from these things to figure out exactly where, but my business is different. You know, we all think our business is different. And so, my business is different because of the way that I acquire clients or because of the type of service that I provide. So especially in these professional service, you know, financial service type businesses, um, what types of metrics are you looking at and how is this type of tool and platform beneficial for them? Yeah. Good question. Great question. Megan, Megan has a really good way to put that is like everybody thinks that, that they're, they suffer from uh, terminal uniqueness, right? Yeah. That we're all so different and that's fine and dandy. We're all unique in that way. That's what makes us human and makes our businesses different. But at the end of the day, the numbers don't really care. <laughs> it's, right. You need lead gen. You need to have more steps than somebody else, but you've got to have those numbers and those conversions. Yeah. And you want to iter- iteratively look at, you know, you don't want to start con- uh, optimizing step three or four if step one isn't even working. So you need right. to go one at a time this way. And the numbers will tell you and the numbers will not lie. They will just tell you a story you may or may not want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, very that, true. That's, that's the first part of the acquisition funnel. Well, and before you move on to the next part, I mean, the problem is most people in professional services don't consider themselves to be salespeople. And yet mm. typically they are the only salesperson, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. they're not highly skilled on conversions or conversion rates or, um, or they, they're not looking at, Hey, look, maybe, you know, and I've worked with a lot of professional services where, you know, there, there are some people that naturally just because of their background, their expertise, their personality, they really do well with a certain demographic. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you weren't tracking that. Imagine if you didn't have any awareness to that and you've got three different people all in professional services and one of them is really, really good mm-hmm. with capturing and converting and nurturing those stay-at-home moms, right? right? And every single time they're in front of a man, they close them and they become lifelong customers versus this guy who's really, really good with those you know, single males who are, you know, driven and don't have a family yet. Right. And all of that is just information. So -hmm. if you're tracking these types of things and seeing the patterns, all it does is it allows you to see what's working and then allow you to say, well, then I'm going to put this person in this area where they shine, succeed, and we can optimize that. Right. Right. So that's a very dumbed down example, but it's very true how, you know, a lot of times when you think about data, you think about like the numbers of the conversions or yada, yada, yada. It can also just be like, you know, well, what, what did you really well? And let's just tally this up out of the 20 people I've seen in the last week. What were they like? You know, Mm -hmm. how, how many of them were, had this characteristic or that characteristic? That's still data. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's great. That's great. um, So there's like what AJ was saying, like in the beginning, there's you always, as a business, you have to have that front end, Mm -hmm. but then once they become a customer, how many touch points do you have with them? Which ones are taking the most of your time? Yeah, a lot great. of. A how long lot does of, it take to onboard? How long does it take to onboard? Um, but like Delivery. going back to the time thing, time is data. Yeah. The most valuable yep. resource you have in your business is your time. And most people don't track where their time goes. And your team's time. And your team's more, time. Even more importantly oh my gosh. sometimes because like if they're not putting a timer on or they don't have, you don't have a way to easily track this stuff, then you have no idea. That's where one of the Ugh. biggest time wasters is, is Crazy. literally, it's just time, yeah. time wasted. Yeah. So when you put a measurement to that, now we are big, big proponent, proponents, proponents of a, of a, a, a 
eh, quarterly time audit for our team, for ourselves. Uh, but we also are like, for the last number of years, we have everyone tracking their time mm-hmm. on all their activities. It becomes yeah. a habit. And then we're able to measure progress that much, that much better. Yeah, because we can easily see and we can aggregate it and say, hey, look, so, you know, so-and-so's performance seems to have slowed down. Um, let's take a look at where they've been spending their time. And man, before they were spending 40% of their day on the paperwork side of the business. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden in the last five weeks, they're doing 80% of their time on the stupid paperwork. What changed? Right. right? And it could be something like, oh, well, you know, this system went down and they had to do this or something changed over here. Right. And it gives you as the business owner, the insight into, well, how can we optimize this? How can we reduce areas of waste Mm -hmm. and how can we really understand why things are happening? So time is something that most people aren't tracking. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so valuable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, delivery, any, any type of professional service, you also think about this and we saw this in our agency. Oh my gosh. The customers who pay you the least are the ones who are the biggest time suck. (laughs) (laughs) It's insane. And so if you can start to track all of your projects that you're working on Mm -hmm. or your clients and see how much time you're allocating to them and then see each client's profitability, that's huge. Right. Yeah. 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 And it allows you to then, it allows you to then take action to then go and attract the type of clients that actually pay you what you're worth and they don't suck up all of your time. And and that's where you can really, really grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And I think one of the things I want to make sure people take away um, from this conversation and this information is, uh, you know, just as you kind of talk there, there's so many things that would be considered data points and data elements that we don't necessarily think of. But, you know, whenever we do start tracking time or we think about the clients that are taking up the, you know, the most of our time compared to uh, their, their uh, lifetime value, you know, whenever we start thinking about those things and looking at those things and we can actually put some data points in place to track it, to recognize it, to understand it, it really can have a, uh, a big impact on how we do business. And so I, I want to make sure people really understand that, um, that whenever we're talking about data, it's not just this, um, terrible technology thing that happens to be out there. And now we put it all on a dashboard and everybody's happy, but there are a lot of elements that we can use that can really uh, help streamline the business and help us figure out where are we missing opportunities? Where are we not efficient and, and what can we shift to change that? So I, I appreciate that, uh, that vantage point. I think that's very beneficial. Um, before we head out of here, uh, how can we learn more about Praxis? How can we learn more about um, what this tool can do, how it can help people uh, and, and help people kind of understand if this is the right solution for them? Great. Well, thanks for asking. And we, we like to keep it very simple. And, and again, we love what we do and we, um, we really don't have what's called sales calls. We have education calls. We get on a data strategy session with you and we audit and ask you a number of questions to collect the information about your business mm-hmm. to see if it's a win-win to see if we can, can help you out. Free data strategy session with us. You go to praxismetrics.com. That's P-R-A-X-I-S metrics, M-E-T-R-I-C-S.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great information on the blog too, but you just click on talk to a data expert, fill out the form and schedule a call with us and, and uh, we can get you what you need. Mm-hmm. Great. 
Great. Well, thank you both so much, um, uh, AJ, Megan. I, I can tell you, it is uh, it's it's nice to be able to talk to people in this technology space that can actually break things down in a way that us normal folk can understand it. Um, so I, I appreciate. Uh, what you're doing and how you're able to kind of help us understand what's happening in our businesses in a um, in a very kind of sensible way. So thank you for the service that you're providing uh, to people out there. Thank you for coming on and sharing uh, your knowledge and expertise. And we certainly will have some, uh, we'll put a link uh, to your website and the show notes as well. But uh, I really encourage people out there to look at, um, at how this type of data can help your business and see if it might be right for you because uh, we it, it's so easy to, for us to get through the end of a month or a quarter or a year um, and then all of a sudden say, well, our P&L doesn't look as good as we expected it to and we don't really know why, whereas with one data point six months ago, that could have completely shifted our business. So, um, mm-hmm. so I, I appreciate you all taking the time to put this type of tool together to help people. Thanks for helping us get the message out and having us on the show. Appreciate yeah. you. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Yeah.